before so much paralyzing terror. The sadistic leader of the bloody brood, whose only philosophy is anything goes. What's up, weirdos? You have stepped into the Weirdoverse. I am your host, J.D. Ross, and you're listening to Weird Wide. Today, I've got a fun one for you. And by fun, I mean it may induce extreme paranoia and make you question everything that you know to be the truth. Really, though, what is the truth? What's real? What's fake? As it turns out, all of these lines are being blurred today by new and incredible technology. Today, we are talking about Deep fakes. So what is a deep fake? Now a deep fake is a form of synthetic media that takes the likeness of one person in a video or a picture and replicates it with another. Deep fakes use both machine learning and artificial intelligence to manipulate content uh, or even generate entirely new content used to control messaging and digital content that can be used to deceive people with increasing and terrifying ease. Large-scale movie productions can create entire films almost completely digitally anymore, and creating props, sets, and even characters without the need for on-location sets or practical effects, and generally you can't even tell the difference. So how does it all work? So the term deepfake comes from the tech involved, deep learning. The AI uses these deep learning algorithms to teach themselves to solve these large-scale problems with given sets of large data. And then they're used to swap out faces in the video and digital media to create fake content that looks extremely real. Now, I am no scientist or engineer, uh, so I'm not even going to pretend that I understand how some of this shit really actually works. Basically, we are coming to a point in society where nothing can be trusted. So at first glance, you're probably thinking, well, what's the big deal? So what? If they can make a fake video of people, that's nothing new, right? Well, let's take one particular dumbass conspiracy and see what a deep fake could actually do for it. Let's take QAnon, the current cream of the wackadoodle crop. Again, I understand the irony. I uh, base my entire show around wackadoodle concepts, uh, a lot of weird shit, a lot of strange happenings, events and uh, things like that, a lot of alien shit. I get that. So again, it is weird for me to call somebody a wackadoodle. Fuck you. They are extraordinary wackadoodles. Like, the not fun wackadoodles. You know, I'm the fun wackadoodle. I'm the fun crazy. Like, what? whatever even happened to that? Whatever even, whatever happened to fun crazy folk? We still exist. And I'm here to prove. Now, true believers of Q are under the insane assumption that JFK Jr. is an active leader in the Q movement. And at one point, possibly still, not actually even sure, believed that JFK Jr. was going to run as a candidate for vice president. Now, the big problem with all that is John Fitzgerald Kennedy Jr. died in 1999 in a plane crash. So it's pretty difficult for a dead guy to help run a nation. But with the use of this deep fake technology, an actor can be recorded and an image of JFK Jr. could be superimposed onto the actor digitally. And from there, you can have it say whatever you like. So now you have wackadoodles not only spreading insane ideas, but now they have something they can point to as concrete proof that they're correct. 
causing people not currently drinking that Kool-Aid at home to go, huh, would you look at that? Actually, resurrection has been one of the more common implementations of deepfakes. In 2020, Kim Kardashian posted a video called Surprise from Heaven, which was produced using deepfake technology to create a hologram of her late father, Robert Kardashian. Uh, the hologram itself is not very convincing. It definitely looks fake, but not like super fake. Like if, like if you saw it at a distance, you would be probably convinced. But it definitely also has a little bit of uncanny valley going on. Like you can tell it's not actually human. Uh, so it definitely like up close kind of does set off like that, that trigger in your head. Also, you can tell that Kanye West, who she, I think she was married to at the time, you could tell he was very involved in the creation of it because the hologram gives this nice little message to Kim and at one point congratulates her on marrying the most, 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 most genius man in the whole world, Kanye West. No joke. I mean, I'm not even joking. It said it five times. Like, it was clear that Yeezy was behind it. Like, he was definitely like, no, 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 no. Most, 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 most. Not enough most. Now, that same year, another hologram brought someone else back from the dead. Now, this one might tug on your heartstrings a little bit. Joaquin Oliver, who was a victim of the 2018 Parkland shooting, uh, was made into a deep fake to promote ending gun violence. In the beginning of it, his parents uh, give an introduction saying about how difficult it was to watch. Uh, and they hope that this video and this effort will lead to actionable efforts to reduce gun violence. I will say it was still a little bit off. A uh, tiny bit of Uncanny Valley like the other one, but it was much more realistic than the Kardashian one. Well, I do love the usage of this one. The cynic in me can't help but think that something like this will be used by psycho assholes like Alex Jones that make their living spreading fake bullshit. Like the message is pure and good. But how much additional ammo does that give the Alex Joneses of the world who scream and shout that the shootings like that were fake to begin with? See what I mean? Even like the well-intentioned usage of deepfakes can be extremely negative in the wrong in the wrong context. Now, another big problem with deepfakes that really shouldn't surprise anyone is porn. So porn, once again, is leading an industry technology shift, uh, not for the first time either. Uh, in fact, many times throughout history, pornography has been at the forefront of major technological shifts. In the 70s and 80s, the outcome of the competition between VHS and Betamax was actually decided partially, in due, partially due to the access of porn on VHS. Deepfakes are no different. A 2019 report by DeepTrace, which is a Dutch uh, cybersecurity startup, estimated that 96% of deepfakes online were pornographic in nature. In 2018, Scarlett Johansson, whose image is frequently used in deepfake porn, uh, spoke publicly to the Washington Post about the issue. She said that while, of course, she's concerned, uh, of course, she's not happy. She actually has no plans to attempt to remove them as she sees it as just a lost cause. Uh, you know, one comes down, five more go up, you know, especially with the technology getting increasingly more accessible. She, it's nothing that can be stopped. She's not wrong. I mean, ever since the Internet existed, there have been fake news of celebrities that have spread across the Internet. Now, Miss Johansson said that she was much more concerned about the average woman who isn't protected by celebrity status and could have their lives ruined by deep fake porn and revenge porn using deep fake technology. This makes me like Scarlett Johansson even more. Uh, she's she's literally, you know, the victim of this horrific fucking, you know, like, like they're, they're basically just putting her face onto porn images and videos. And she's just like, I'm not even worried about that. I, you know, I, I'm more concerned about the average the average woman. 
fucking awesome. Good on Scarlet. Now, examples of this have already occurred. So Helen Mort, who's a poet and a broadcaster in the UK, was shocked when a friend told her that there were nude photos of her online. Mort had never taken, much less shared, photos like that. The photos were all taken from a Facebook page that she has since deleted. All from harmless pics, vacation photos, some pregnancy photos, even some from her as a teenager. Some were just amateur Photoshop images, but some were described as shockingly realistic. And in her quest to have the images removed, she began to get very paranoid of everyone around her. Her friends, her ex-husband, she thought it could have been anyone. Luckily for her, there has actually been a sizable movement in the UK to ban these kind of situations. Noelle Martin is another victim of deepfake porn. She became an activist at age 18 when she was a subject of an elaborate campaign using her likeness. She received an email saying, there's deep fakes if you. First of all, it's creepy as shit. At the time, she'd never even heard the term. So after looking it up, she was absolutely terrified at the implication. Soon after, another email came through with a link to a porn site, and an 11-second video of a fully naked woman riding a man started playing. Martin was absolutely shocked to see that the face of the woman on the screen was her looking back at herself. The tags even had her real name, Noelle Martin. Upon searching her name in the search bar, another video came up of her giving oral sex to a guy. She said it was convincing even to her. This shit can play with your head so much because it looks so real that you can end up kind of gaslighting yourself a little bit. Fucking mind, mind fuck, dude. Some of the videos had very lengthy descriptions of her. One even contained her home address. Now, she has and still does fight against these kind of violations and actually has helped pass legislation through her activism. Now, another interesting implication of deep fakes involves blackmail. So, of course, they can generate material to, to actually blackmail someone, but every action has an equal but opposite reaction. Because it's very difficult to tell the difference between deep fakes and the genuine article, a strange phenomenon has started to occur where if someone is being blackmailed, they can claim that the evidence is a deep fake, creating what's referred to as blackmail inflation man in this economy even blackmail isn't safe from from this economy now perhaps the most sinister application for use of deepfakes is when they're used for political purposes this technology has the frightening ability to manipulate entire political campaigns we already live in an era of uncertainty uh, as there's ample evidence that uh, recent u.s elections were influenced by outside powers Social media has shown to have incredible power with regards to not only elections, but even the thought processes of our citizens. Now, imagine if those same powers could sow even more discord by controlling the narratives of what, of what individuals say in digital video format. The nonprofit think tank, the Brookings Institution, published a report that summed up the range of political and social dangers that, that deepfakes pose, including distorting, including distorting democratic discourse, manipulating elections, eroding trust in institutions, weakening journalism, exacerbating social divisions, undermining public safety, and inflicting hard-to-repair damage on the reputation of prominent individuals, including elected officials and candidates for office. Technologists such as Hani Farid, who is one of the uh, world's leading experts on deepfakes, has warned that if we can't believe the videos, the audios, the image, the information that's gleaned from around the world, that's a serious national security risk. The fact that deepfakes even exist in the first place can actually contribute to uncertainty and create actual world consequences. Not even theoretically, there have been a few real world examples of this happening. In 2018, 
Ali Bongo Ondimba, the president of the Central African nation of Gabon, had not been seen publicly for months, and rumors went rampant throughout the country that he was either extremely sick or had died, and the fact was being hidden from the public. His administration announced that he would give a nationwide televised address on New Year's Day that year. He did, and he immediately seemed off. He appeared stiff and not like himself. His political opponents immediately called the videos legitimacy into question. And within a week, the military launched a fucking coup. As it turned out, he had just had a stroke. He had since appeared in public uh, and kept his seat as president, and the coup was shut down. But even just the existence of deepfakes, along with a new normal of politicians at high levels of influence, increasing tendency of calling things fake, can have extreme consequences. University of Southern California professor Hai Lu has been quoted as saying, people are already using the fact that deepfakes exist to discredit genuine video evidence. Even though there's footage of you doing something or saying something, you could say it was a deepfake and it's very hard to prove otherwise. So the burden of proof immediately falls on everyone else to prove it wrong. Imagine the implications of that. There could be video evidence of a politician sexually harassing someone or going off on some vile racist rant or even fucking physically attacking someone. And even if it's real, they'll be able to just throw out there, nah, it's just a fucking deep fake. And then there's doubt. Then there's question. Even if the evidence is staring you right in the face. Or flip it. A political opponent could create a video of that and suddenly damning evidence exists uh, that has to be disputed. It's a recipe for paranoia and distrust in an age where we have those in excess. Researcher Aviv Avadeo warns of what she terms reality apathy. She's quoted as saying, it's too much effort to figure out what's real and what's not, so you're more willing to just go with whatever your previous affiliations are. Everyone just digs in. My side's right. Your side's wrong. Imagine that, but on steroids. There are already other real-world examples of deepfakes being used in the political sphere. Uh, a clip of Nancy Pelosi from 2019 was slowed down, and the pitch was altered, and it created the illusion that she was drunk. While not fully a deepfake, this is actually referred to as a shallow fake, uh, apparently in the real world, Pelosi doesn't even drink, according to her. However, her husband Paul was arrested for drunk driving. What are you going to do? But even if Nancy has lived her entire life stone-cold sober, it hasn't stopped her political opponents from using that rumor to attack her image and credibility. Now, the idea of Nancy Pelosi as a raging drunk is a viral meme. Uh, I don't know her. I don't know if she's drunk 24-7 or if she's never had a drink in her life. But that's the power of deepfakes. Both Donald Trump and Barack Obama have been subjects of deepfakes, and both by comedians. In 2016, Jimmy Fallon dressed up as Trump and had deepfake technology superimpose Trump's face onto his own. Now, of course, it was Jimmy Fallon and it was all for a comedy skit, but the potential remains for nefarious shit. In 2018, Jordan Peele, with his production company Monkey Paw Productions, created a deepfake with Obama's likeness superimposed onto his own and had Obama cussing and talking a bunch of shit about Donald Trump. And while funny, as Peel does have a history of comedic musing with Obama, uh, the Luther, the anger translator uh, skits are timeless. The purpose of this was to literally illustrate the dangers of deepfakes and how they can make anyone say or do anything. The nonpartisan advocacy group Represent Us created deepfakes of North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un, as well as Russian President Vladimir Putin. These were meant to air publicly as TV commercials to shock Americans into realizing just how fragile the systems and institutions here are. 
and just how the media and news, including that from foreign adversaries, can and does influence the country's path, no matter what the legitimacy of it is. And while these did include end titles that explained what they were and that they were fake and what the purpose of them was, it was decided that Americans were too sensitive for them to air and they were shelved. I agree with that uh, to a certain degree. I think uh, I, I really don't think even if you put the little end title, I think you're going to fuck with people. You're going to fuck people's minds up. People are entirely too fucking stupid. Now, speaking of Putin, there are endless rumors and conspiracy theories regarding him. Uh, some say that he's hiding a terminal illness, and some say that he uh, employs has body doubles that he employs, uh, even with meetings and world leaders. I mean, hell, by the time this episode airs, he could be dead, uh, rumored or confirmed. Now, perhaps the most terrifying is the deep fake used for uh, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. In March 2022, a one-minute deep fake video, a one-minute deep fake video circulated that had Zelensky ordering Ukrainian troops to lay down arms and surrender to Russian forces. Russian-led social media boosted it. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're the ones that actually created it in the first place, but it was very quickly debunked. It was removed from Facebook and YouTube. Uh, Twitter allowed it to circulate, but only in posts that were aiming at exposing it for being fake. And they were, and they actually and were actually removing posts that attempted to use it as propaganda. Hackers even managed to uh, insert it onto a Ukrainian news station broadcast. Zelensky responded with his own video saying that uh, they didn't plan to lay down arms until victory. Uh, last I saw, as far as uh, things go in the real world, while this is recorded ahead of time, no idea what's, uh, you know, by the time this comes out. Uh, but uh, apparently uh, the, the Russians are getting their asses handed to them. Go Ukraine. Fucking Zelensky rules. So where do we go from here? Legally, there are some measures being put forth to help. The Malicious Deepfake Prohibition Act and Deepfakes Accountability Act have been put forth in Congress. At the state level, uh, some states have already put forth their own legislation, including Virginia, California, Texas, and New York. China requires that all deepfake footage have a clear notice that points out the inauthenticity of the videos. Uh, and in the UK, producers of deepfakes can be prosecuted for harassment, but there are calls to make more specific laws for deepfakes. Some argue that some of the laws being introduced will cause more problems than they actually solve, and solving the problem will be an uphill battle, isn't it always? So it seems that the future is now, with all of its problems. Without question, the next few years we will see a frightening increase in deepfake technology for all manner of psyop meant to deceive and confuse us all. Less and less we won't know what's real, and the truth will become an ambiguous echo of the past. I mean, realistically, there's no way uh, for you to know if I'm even a real human. Uh, I might be a deep fake hologram and you'd never know. Most of you haven't met me in real life. Maybe you aren't even real. Maybe you're just an advanced AI program that's programmed to believe that you're a real human living in this chaotic natural world. When in reality, we're all just living in a highly advanced simulation created by aliens to study and control us. I suppose we will never actually know. Just remember to question everything. And with that delightfully mind-fucking thought to leave you with, I want to thank you for getting weird with me. I hope that this episode didn't leave you too paranoid, but uh, if it did, just drop in next week for some more weirdness. Don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, like what you're seeing, leave a review. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, leave me a comment. Don't forget to subscribe. And don't forget to tell your friends about the show. Let's get some membership surging this strange little cult in the making. Thanks for listening. And until next time, keep it weird.